0: Nothing to me. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. chemical super freak, but I still need a gun. But now I was haunted by a vision of it. Oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> he was horrible. Mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass, high branch, anal bees. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. We don't have time to meet us! Wow, with- fighting through explosive diarrhea. I think some of these folks were hitting the saggy pretty hard. You turned the day to night. You got snake eyes. And laid the waste to everything in this pen. I work on Wall Street. You know, with the big buildings. I live in an apartment with a doorman. And I can buy almost anything I want.
1: Chrissy, over by the wall.
0: Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on the little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creature.
1: A gunrunner's wet dream. I,
0: it's like a battle between motors and horses. Like technology versus horse. I never just rode before a gunfight. He let the scorched earth and his weight be fouled on even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from and why. It's not
1: exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here.
0: I am recording. Three, two, one, three, five. Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage and other podcasts. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And I'm Abby. And this week, we've got Abby's birthday choice, a movie Abby picked specifically.
1: I mean, I've, we'll see if by the end of this, I just believe I was conned into this by Devin. But we are watching Snake
0: Eyes. Mm-hmm. So, I know very little except it looks like Nicolas Cage wears, like, a snakeskin suit. Fun fact, we will be watching two films in a row with Nicolas Cage wearing a snakeskin suit. Ugh. 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 From Wild at Heart, he has his great snakeskin jacket. Ugh. Also, fun fact, or important announcement, we are going to be wrapping this show up after two more episodes, not including this one. Because... Vaccinations are happening, and we wish to return to the outside world, as we did in the before times, but still wearing masks and socially distancing because a lot of dum out there.
1: Especially in Ohio.
0: hmm
1: We may roll back that statement, depending on whether they actually cancel all of the stay-at-home and home health orders because our state, house, and senate are fucking out of control.
0: Thank you, gerrymandering. And thank you, robots, for helping secure me a vaccine. Yeah, I, I had the fun process of going down to the Dayton Convention Center and being like, it's weird when I'm not here dressed as the lizard for a comic convention or playing tabletop role playing games. It's fair. Mm hmm. Our governor decided to fuck me, a uh, frontline worker, by opening the vaccine up to everyone on Tuesday. Mm. Thanks, Governor Walls. That made me very happy. Oh, I thought you said they fucked you over. They did. Because we have our phases, I was not part of the chosen few of the frontline workers. I was gonna be part of the next phase of frontline workers. Oh, but then they just got that we were about I to mean, hit and then he just said actually no, just for everyone. Yeah.
1: But were you so were you able to get an appointment then or are you wanna wait Yes,
0: because I had to contact my friend who set up a bot that found an appointment for me. Nice. Yes.
1: Very glad to hear that.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. Next year for my birthday, in-person cage cast revival. Or this year for my birthday, one of those. Well, supposedly the unbearable weight of massive talent is still coming out. Oh, yeah, I feel like we will have to do a reunion episode for that. Yes. Yeah.
1: But anyway, I know nothing about Snake Eyes, except I am now opposed to its creative... And costuming choices, apparently.
0: And I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with the G.I. Joe character. It does not. Though I also feel like Nicolas Cage would have no problem playing Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. No.
1: I feel like he probably gambles in this movie.
0: Bam, lots of gambling.
1: Either potentially very poorly or very well
0: maybe a mix it's a wild film
1: (laughs) i am excited question yes is this a gambling movie that involves any sort of heist so that it contractually is obligated to use a little less conversation by elvis presley at some point
0: uh there's no elvis presley-ish stuff in this one it is also not a heist movie
1: Hmm. that's a shame
0: there will be lots of Elvis Presley next week. Or, yeah, next week. For you will get to hear Nicolas Cage sing not one, but two Elvis Presley socks.
1: Oh, dear God.
0: To love of his life, Laura Dern. Is this also going to be a Molly's Game type situation? No. Where it's based on... Okay. Did you watch Molly's Game? I did. It was fine. Okay. Yeah, that was back when I just was like, oh, I'm going to watch three or four movies today in the theater. I think I watched I did really enjoy Michael Sarah. Yeah, I I do think I had watched that one the same day that I saw the James Franco and, uh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Breaking Bad. Dave Franco? No, the one with uh, Hal slash Walter White.
1: Breaking Bad?
0: No, the the movie that he was in with James Franco where James Franco was Oh yeah, yeah. why him? Yeah, yeah. That was a weird movie. The audience got him. The audience got very upset when it's like, oh, we're a Michigan based business, and the people are just like, Boo
1: Christ, Ohio.
0: (sighs) Yeah. The ultimate point of that movie was You should convert your failing paper company to make high-end Japanese toilets.
1: Meth! 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 Meth!
0: High-end Japanese toilets. Meth. Hell yeah.
1: What are high-end Japanese toilets if not just meth?
0: Persisting. Anyway. Snake
1: eyes. Devin, who else stars in this film?
0: Uh, Mr. Cage does. Gary Sinise does. The Sinise. Oh, A my young Carla God, Gugino. I'm
1: excited.
0: A young Carla Rugina? No, Gugino. The mom from Spy Kids.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Hmm. Or to Luke, uh, Silk Spectre, the older one. Ah. Louise Guzman? Oh, I love the goose. goose. I think this may be Abby's first movie she has seen with Luis Guzman. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: I would Only because he's a, in,
0: like, everything.
1: When we did a community rewatch, I pulled up his filmography, and it was one of those things where it's like, I am aware of Luis Guzman, but I have, like, seen nothing with Luis Guzman actually, like, in it. You didn't it.
0: see Journey to the Mysterious Island?
1: I did not see Journey to the Mysterious Island.
0: I also didn't. You should. Everyone should. Not quite as good as Journey to the Center of the Earth with Brendan Fraser, but. Well, yeah, you gotta love that B phrase. Well, you still get a pretty good one when you have to. You can't get him back, but you do replace him with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Louise Guzman, Vanessa Hudgens, and Michael Kane
1: That's an insane swamp.
0: What is Batman but love persisting? That's a bad Michael. I agree. And you get two Josh Hutcherson films. Everyone loves the Hutch. He has
1: such a smart face.
0: Oh and then and then whoever is the one person who works with Lois in uh Malcolm in the Middle.
1: Ah. Oh, correct. The neighbor?
0: Yes. He's he has a very brief role. I'm trying to remember if Josh Hutcherson was the guy who I was thinking yep yep he is the guy He's in tragedy girls who looks like he is in his 40s and much older than his co-stars
1: oh carla Gugugino. even though josh <laughs>
0: hudgerson is 28
1: the one who played emma the sex boss in the oh season one of new girl
0: yeah we've been rewatching new girl nice mm-hmm.
1: it's great
0: I enjoyed that show. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I truly think that everybody's insane love for Friends should just be shifted to New Girl. Mm -hmm. It is a much better Friends Living Together buddy comedy. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That's because all the characters are actually good. Because, like, you love David Wayans, but then it's fine when he gets replaced with uh, LeBorne Morris, because LeBorne Morris is just even better. Well, and then you get both. But American then you get and then you get David Wayans again later. Mhm. Because he thought his show was getting canceled and that <laughs> it was not. <laughs> At first I thought you had said David Wayne and I was like, uh, the guy from Wet hot American summer? Yeah. No. no. Coach. Mhm. Damon Wayans. Yeah, I mean Lamorne Morris is a wonderful talent and he was great in desperados mm-hmm. i ain't seen that oh yeah it's it,
1: good it's not as good as um palm springs
0: but it, it's better than the one where uh what's her name gets a dolphin dick in the face yep and they keep doing the same pedophilia joke over and over don't know what you're talking about i don't about. know what you're sure. talking about either there was the other rom-com set it was at a resort that netflix had where uh it was like the three girls and one of them ends up falling in love with the guru who turns out to be a woman and oh i still have no idea I... what you're talking about
1: neither do i <sighs> I think that was Desperados. No.
0: Uh. I am. blanking on, uh. Anyway. Yeah. Keep.
1: Net- snake eyes. Okay. So. Directed Devin by
0: crazy there. man Brian De Palma.
1: Why is Brian De Palma a crazy man?
0: Mostly because of just how insanely good all of his films are, and what a strangely wide array of of filmography that man has. And he loves his tracking shots.
1: I love a good tracking shot.
0: Oh, yep, nope, I was thinking of Desperados. I just totally forgot that that was also the movie that had... uh... Yeah, somehow my mind split that into two separate movies, because Nassim Pedrad and Lamorne Morris, that whole stuff is great, but the point where she repeatedly accidentally gets naked or flashes the young child, Mm. not so great. And also she gets a dolphin dick in the face. So I can't tell, is Desperado's great or terrible? Because now it seems like both. It's got Lamorne Morris in it, so you get a lot of Lamorne Morris who...
1: I mean, and Lamorne Morris and Nassim Pedron do have very good chemistry together. They do. I am reading an Insider.com article that ranks all of Netflix's original rom-coms, and they do rank Desperados below A Christmas Prince to The Royal Baby. <sighs>
0: and lamorne morris was also in bloodshot last year where he had a british accent yeah that was weird it was speaking of netflix rom-coms is everyone else jazz they announced we're getting the third in the princess switch films
1: i am very excited about that
0: is that the one where they're adding in a third princess no that was the probably same. Actually, yeah, no, because, yeah, yeah, the second one, they added the third person. In, yeah, means there was a blonde four.
1: Vanessa Hudgens in the second one.
0: So are we going to have, like, four, or is there going to be a a, a twin of the prince this time? I'm just hoping there's a four i I'm just, like, country of nothing but Vanessa Hudgens.
1: Vanessa Hudgens,
0: <laughs> This is the uh, country's super soldier project that they've been working on. They've just been engineering Vanessa Hudgens's but then it got shut down by the world government, so they had to hide the Vanessa Hudgenses before, and this is the one where it's just like, they do all the scenes from X-Men Dark Phoenix, the movie that Devin hated, but now it's all of just Vanessa Hudgenses instead of the weird take on the Dabari Broccoli people.
1: Sure. This insider article also ranked Desperados below Loved Guaranteed, Oof. which was a movie that starred Rachel Lee Cook and Damon Wayans Jr.
0: And we got 20 minutes into that and we're like, no, this is too formulaic. And not in a good way.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, Snake Eyes. The best eyes. of the Netflix
0: rom-coms is still, in my opinion, uh... what of... Glenn Powell, yeah, and Zoe Dutch and uh, Lucy Liu. I
1: have no idea.
0: So, what she has to get her bosses, or they're trying to get their bosses together, so that? Oh getting...
1: yes, that one is great.
0: He set it up. Yes. Yeah, that's it.
1: Set it up was very good. Also, Tay
0: hey Diggs. I think he's the other boss. Yeah. Wow. So it's a romantic, horrible bosses of the bosses.
1: Kind
0: of. No, cause because the bosses they... are just...
1: Clueless. Mm-hmm.
0: And they need like, to get laid. That's basically like the, the entire the, point.
1: If these workaholics fall in love, then they won't be so demanding of their assistance. hmm Not necessarily. They're terrible. Okay. I think a another wonderful entry into the Netflix Ron Pantheon is definitely Always Be My Maybe.
0: Oh, That one's also great. Mm -hmm.
1: Reasons we are ending this podcast, we have now talked more about Netflix rom-coms than the intro to Snake Eyes.
0: Well, I mean, I think part of it is Devin knows what we're getting into. We have no idea what we're getting into. And we haven't talked in a while. It feels good to just have a conversation. Well, though we did talk during presentation night. Presentation, that was great.
1: It was very fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't get scurvy or you can't be a cool kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, I guess we should get into Snake Eyes. If you pay for Cinemax, uh, you can apparently stream it through that or on like the plugins for Amazon or Hulu. Or you could just own it on Blu-ray. In the Devil Pack feature with Face Off. Which we'll be watching in two more episodes to wrap up this quarantine season.
1: Where Nicolas Cage just slowly peels his skin off.
0: It's an ASMR video.
1: Ah! Ah! No!
0: So, we will catch you after the dice are done a-tumbling. On Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, and that was not what I expected it to be. I thought this was going to be more about Nicolas Cage being a casino gambler.
1: Yep, that is what I was also expecting.
0: Hell casinos. no. There was it, some casinos, and there was gambling. But I was expecting it to not quite be a, uh, what was the one where Cage gambled away his wife, his girlfriend? Honeymoon, honeymoon in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, like, I wasn't necessarily expecting that, but no. Really, it's all on a political assassination plot. mm mm-hmm. You don't know who is telling the truth and who was lying, and it also feels like an 80s film because Brian De Palma just keeps using pans, and it does not look very flashy and finished in a lot of ways. I love the pans. This movie was slow. The party scene pans? Hell yeah. I mean, if you are going to get Louise Guzman in a movie, you need to do some party scene pans.
1: It was the I understand why it kept changing perspective from the camera angle, but dear God, that was confusing.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the one scene where it's the flashback from the boxer going over things was interesting like i i like what they attempted with it i think that was great but also i i i don't know i i feel like this was tell me your wrong opinion luke oh is this going to be my teen titans go to the movies Devin? probably this movie <laughs> is an underappreciated of the 90s cage classics
1: I mean, it is you do get the full stereotypical range of Cage in this, because you get, like, insane-is-he-on-coke-manic Cage in the beginning, and then you got extreme cop Cage towards the end.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But we got fun corrupt cop Cage. We did get fun corrupt cop Cage, and it's a shame that we won't see Port of Call New Orleans... On the show, but also I agree. That's a classic.
1: That sounds like an NCIS tangent show. Is that a movie? Yes. Yeah.
0: Directed by actual crazy director Werder Herzog.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Which wow. is sad because I couldn't get. Then we don't get to tell the great story of Werder Herzog, local hero.
1: I mean, you can. At this point, there are no rules.
0: That's true. Joe Dudd, Werner uh, Herzog saved a man's life. because he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joaquin this is Phoenix why. had a car crash. The car is flipped upside down due to his brakes failing. An old man comes and taps on the window and says, Sir, you need to calm down. I'm here to help. Joaquin Phoenix says, I am calm. The old man says, no, there's gasoline pouring into your car and you're trying to light a cigarette. <laughs> and then, bam! Old man smashes the back of the win- of the car windows and helps get him out. That man is Werner Herzog.
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, like that, so- but in
0: the great German accent that only Werner can do. Yep. Uh, so I was reading into this movie and... Uh, To quickly go over it, Nick Cage plays Detective Rick Santoro, who is a corrupt cop who is going to the... Cat. There's a cat outside. Fight night. (sighs) Sorry, but there's a very good cat outside who has a collar, and I'm just mentally making a note of this cat. Oh, that's a very cute cat. This cat is bringing me a lot of enjoyment.
1: I know. Luke's going to kidnap that
0: cat. Luke, please don't kidnap that cat.
1: We can't have a cat or else we would have a cat.
0: I mean, dogs are not allowed in here. But, uh... Okay, the cat has left. The cat has left. (laughs) Uh, anyways. So, Nicolas Cage is playing corrupt cop detective Rick Santoro who has gone to the big old fight night because his buddy, Commander Kevin Dunn, played by Gary Sinise, not to be confused by actor Kevin Dunn, who is also in this movie, has invited him. Apparently, according to the IMDb, Kevin Dunn, the actor, accidentally stole Kevin Dunn character actors, Gary Sinise's room, and they had to move him out of the special room that he had.
1: Because it was for Gary Sinise?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Also, the role of uh, Kevin Dunn was both offered and originally conceived for Will Smith and then was also offered to Al Pacino.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah, like uh, wild. So anyways, while the uh, big fight is going down, uh, Rick notices that Lincoln Tyler, who is... Uh, someone who went to Cage's high school. Uh, and he's
1: the favorite. He yeah, is the he's... heavyweight champ. He is not the upstart contender.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he notices that he fakes a punch and gets knocked out very fast. Meanwhile, Gary Sinise gets distracted by a hot redhead and goes to interrogate her. And so he is pulled away from his duty, watching... Uh, Charles Kirkland, who is played by Joel Fabiani, who is the Secretary of Defense. A mysterious woman, played by... Oh, uh, played by Carla Giugino, shows up, tries to talk to the senator, but then when the champ falls down, shots ring out. Cage notices that the champ, despite being knocked out, notices the shots, and all of a sudden, because there were shots going on during the big fight, Cage is suspicious, so initially he teams up with Gary Sinise to try and solve this crime, but we find out that twist. Gary Sinise is here because he's after Carlo Gugino. Nick Cage eventually finds this out.
1: No, Nick. Lucas. Kevin Dunn is at the boxing match in order to have an assassination plot that he is part of and not the hero of killing the terrorist and he is Mm -hmm. part of this assassination plot because the armed forces defense contractor he works for has been doctoring the results of their missile launches in order to get a nice fat Department of Defense contract for this malfunctioning missile system.
0: And Carla Gugino is trying to turn over that information, but because she got splattered with blood, she is worried that someone is trying to kill her now.
1: And she is not wrong.
0: No. And so she initially tries to uh, go and hide with David Anthony Higgins, a.k.a. Craig from Malcolm in the Middle. But Cage is able to track her down before Gary Sinise Kevin Dunn is able to do that. And he then realizes he has to protect her even though part of him really wants to be a corrupt cop because Commander Kevin Dunn is his friend. and so Best friend, Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to just get through this so we can talk about the movie. Uh, and Why is the
1: Person who liked it the least doing the recap though.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Are either of you wanting to j- wait, why do you think I liked it the least? Are you saying that you enjoy this more than I did?
1: Apparent given how your recap is going, yes. I
0: mean, I did not write anything down for this recap. I'm just trying to quickly summarize it off the top of my head.
1: It's like a C plus job.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Oh, Did wow. I, what if letter guys, grade would you give Luke's recap?
0: If you guys need me to leave the room for a few minutes while you hash out these problems, I can I can come back. <laughs> I just am trying to deal with this knife in my back the same way that Nicolas Cage had to deal with the knife in his back that Gary Sinise planted there. Because Cage found actual video evidence of Gary Sinise setting up the entire... He kills the assassin after the assassination happened, and Sinise has been wiping out all the other witnesses. And Sinise doesn't want to kill his best friend, and so he basically has the shit beaten out of him and then keeps a tracker on him. Partially because he wants to find out where Cage has stashed Carlo Gugino. And then it turns out all three of them reconvene when a police car accidentally crashes into the hiding spot where she was. And Gary Sinise shoots himself. Because apparently... missing out on the crazy-ass hurricane that was just like, yo, it's time for some hurricane time. Yes. Well, and apparently the big climax that they actually filmed but decided not to use involved the hurricane breaking through and water just rushing everywhere and it being a lot more action-packed instead of oh the police have pulled up and somehow they are not listening to the guy in a full fucking military uniform Yeah, i mean yeah and well to me i would have stashed that military uniform because you're committing a lot of crimes gary sinise and you really stand out in your full military regalia Mm -hmm. but yeah gary sinise had warned nicholas cage that if he tried to do the right thing that all the other crimes he has done would surface and so after like a week of being a hero for avenging the murder of charles kirkland uh all of Cage's crimes get revealed. He gets sent to jail, but not before Carla Gugino, who they shared no romantic interest before, is just like, hey, I'll be waiting for you once you get out of prison.
1: Because your wife has conveniently left you.
0: Mm-hmm. And so has your mistress. And then... That's some dapper it, looking Cage, though, in the 90s right there, though. I get mm-hmm. it, Carla Gugino. And then it turns out that the whole other part of the plan is that the owner of the casino was trying to go and use the money that he was going to get from this deal to continue finishing his casino because he was also tied into the weapons plot. It's it's strange, uh, but his new casino is still going to happen and it's going to be built on the grounds of the old one. I and mean, for some reason, there's a ruby embedded in one of the pillars that not for some reason there's a very great reason luke what is the reason? That ruby was that ruby was used by the red-headed woman that was the one of the people that they killed and if you recall right after they beat the shit out of cage oh they they, they have bodies the that are in the tarps and they're putting them into the concrete fair okay so that, that is her sense. body okay that, that makes a lot more sense that makes a lot more sense. So theoretically, they could find even more of the conspiracy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it does not feel like a '90s or, or it feels like it's shot by in a very 1980s way, but also because of the fact that the U.S. military is actively evil. I think that also has a hand in it feeling a lot older than it actually is because this movie could have not been made after 9-11. Oh, 100%. I was talking to my mm-hmm. as we were watching this, which is like, please, if this came out post-9-11, here's wouldn't have had to do anything. W had been throwing so much fucking money at him to make whatever type of weapon system he wanted. Wait, did your roommate you roommate watch with you this morning? Yeah, he woke up for part of it. Uh, Okay. You want lasers that are probably going to, like, attract some sort of cats that'll kill people? You got it, Gary Sinise. I'll give you that money. <laughs> fair enough. Also, you think that Nicholas Cage would have been ratted out in a post-9-11 world? Hell no. They would have no. su- suppressed all of that information.
1: That's accurate and fair.
0: We were joking yeah, when he was I... talking about how he thought that he was going to drown, which was like, if that were the case, Hero Pipe drowns Corrupt Cop. Hurricane given it Presidential was... Medal of Freedom.
1: <laughs> it was just a tropical storm, Devin.
0: That weather girl thought that it might become a <laughs> hurricane. No, no, it was an actual hurricane. They just didn't want to get in trouble for making people leave because a hurricane is a lot more uh...
1: cause it was the last night of the casino oh. or of the arena before they ripped it down and built a casino yeah yeah I was definitely also expecting way more casino gambling
0: it was sports betting that's what we were into
1: it was lots of sports betting.
0: On all, all of the money. people. Legit and then there's blood money, then there's literal blood money. <laughs> the mm-hmm.
1: literal blood money was great.
0: All about that symbolism here. So uh what would you say is your high point of the movie and your low point of the movie? said Luke, trying to put in something new that he picked up from other podcasts that he has been on three episodes before (laughs) the show was effectively over.
1: Ah, I think the high point of the movie was just Cage's bloody face informing Gary Sinise that he had snake eyes.
0: Yeah, first off, we got... We got it twice. We got the title twice Mm -hmm. in this film. And then they also say Snake Eyes in the movie that played over the end. Yes.
1: The music, Mm -hmm. which was obviously a song about Las Vegas that Mm -hmm. they just used for Jersey City. But is a banger of a song, so. The credit scene was just wild.
0: Yeah, but that's where they reveal that. This new casino's built on crimes. We built this city.
1: I think the low point was the random romance they tried to shove into it in the last two minutes of the film. Because mm-hmm. that was really unnecessary. Like, she could have just come and seen him and said, Hey, thanks for saving my life. Good luck in prison. They didn't need to kiss.
0: Uh, so the high point for me is I did like how they were showing the view from Carla Gugino who lost her glasses and the way that, like, I think if I watched this again, I'd pick up on a lot more of what they were doing and would appreciate on some of it more because everything she sees is blurry.
1: As someone who was extremely blind, I also appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Now you understand why sometimes I call you and make me find my, my glasses for me.
0: Yeah. So is that blurry?
1: Oh, I'm more blind than that.
0: Fair enough. Uh and the Yes, there are tiny children outside.
1: No, I thought that was a cat. Sorry, what was the low point, Luke?
0: The low point is that kid's 90s ass fucking haircut outside. Uh no, the, uh, the low point for me might have been, I think there could have been some spots that might have been tightened up or I feel like they were given too much importance in some ways at the beginning. So it was a bit overwhelming because if you're going to set up clues, I think it might be more effective to not focus on as many things, but still have them existing as opposed to trying to focus on every detail and then when you go back and show them again, it becomes more visible. Devin, what are your high point and low point? Uh, my high point for the entire film is I love Manic Cage at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, for me, high point is Gary Sinise, treasure of an actor who is not in enough things. My
1: mm-hmm. brain really struggled with evil Gary Sinise because I have seen all of CSI New York.
0: There. I I, oh, yeah. I just I forgot that he's on that.
1: That is the only thing I know Gary Sinise from. So, dirty cop Gary Sinise was just, like, not really jiving super great in my brain.
0: I think that makes sense. She got all the fun pointing with Cage, with all the yelling, he's the fucking king of this city. <laughs> Hell yeah, he's gonna be mayor.
1: God, uh, I lo- love the sight of him holding up that plaque was mm-hmm. also a high point.
0: Just a lot of uh it could happen to you energy. Yeah. So I mean that's pretty a bit to him too. When he's like, "Hey, look at me. I'm on TV." <laughs> yeah. Uh we Abby looked at me. and was like, "You should cut out a quote from that for uh the song." 100%. A mm-hmm. uh, low point for me is when the boxer is regaling his tail, that to me does stretch on a little bit too far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Oh, that that's, that's also... a bit where I think a little bit could just be chopped out. Also, he switches yeah. sides. It's just like, boxer who might be in trouble for throwing a fight decides that now political assassination is okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm guessing he probably I think that what they were going with there was that he might have still owed a bunch of money to the casino despite doing what he was told. Mm-hmm. So if they offered him that same million dollars that they offered Cage, maybe he was just going to take that money.
0: Oh, I totally Jail time
1: it was. be damned.
0: Yeah. Uh, so also something I wanted to try is instead of necessarily going through every movie that we've seen by the director and the actor's uh, maybe pick out one or two highlights because I know I've only really seen one other Brian De Palma film <gasps> that he directed. And it's one that I've seen with you, Devin. I know. Phantom of the Paradise. I quickly bought that film on Blu-ray when Disney bought Fox because I was afraid it might go in the vault. Yeah. I and mean, it's not it is anywhere. It is a shame that Fox does not just have a bunch of movies streaming on Disney because they're trying to make it family friendly for the most part. Yeah.
1: But I feel like other countries are getting that star and here they're just like, mm, nope, you have Hulu.
0: hmm That's bullshit. But I want we're that not mis- star. What? So yeah, it's bullshit. I want that damn star.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Because it's not like they're putting everything on Hulu that they're putting on star and it sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you seen any other Brian De Palma films? Or Devin, what are some of your other favorite Brian De Palma films? You haven't seen Mission Impossible? I don't think I've actually seen the first one, or I have not seen it since it came out. I'm just surprised, because have... there's a lot of... Oh, go ahead, Abby.
1: Um, No, I'm surprised. Luke, have you seen Carrie?
0: I have not seen Carrie. See, I was going to say, that. It's like, to me it's like there's some more of it's just like, you haven't seen these? It's me, De Palma, I mean, <laughs> is like one of those directors where I love talking about him because that man directs a fucking wide-ass range of films. Mm-hmm.
1: I have not seen another De Palma film.
0: Well, those two that we just previously mentioned are great. I I mean, I do also love The Untouchables. Yeah, also, Mission to Mars, right. also Garrison East, is a piece-of-shit film, but I do recall loving it at the age of nine. <laughs> Well, Gary Sinise has been in more movies than I thought he had. I mean, he's Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. Hey, have or you Lost seen Forrest Gump, Abby?
1: No, I've seen Forrest Gump. I just... Oh, okay.
0: Never connected
1: Did yet. not realize that that's Gary Sinise. Yeah. I now have to see if I have seen any... I literally, like, my entire heuristic for Gary Sinise is just CSI New York.
0: He was also... In Captain America: The Winter Soldier, as when? the Smithsonian narrator, ah, I see. He might have been the person who's like Captain America and his pal Bucky, for the Nazis. That's fair. What other Sinises do you wish to talk about, Luke? Oh, those were the main ones that I've seen. Like I, I've seen Apollo thirteen, but not since it like came out. Haven't fully seen the green mile i mean that's that's the sinise i was that's my sinise piece yeah didn't have to watch of mice and men in school nope what about you i apparently have seen winter soldier did you watch of mice and men in school
1: i did not oh man grandview did not do of mice and men That was skipped in the curriculum. That's fair. So yeah. As I said, I I have seen every single episode of CSI New York and it's not streaming anywhere, which really sucks because I finished CSI like a week ago and I've already done a rewatch of Miami, but they won't put it on Paramount Plus for some reason, which is a shame. So, yeah, my Sinises, other than that, are apparently Forrest Gump and Captain America (laughs) the Winter Soldier, but I don't remember him being in either of those.
0: I have no idea, Carlo. Oh, what about your Sinises? For the ones that we haven't talked about, yeah, once again, of Mice and Men, which I had to watch at school, it's fine. But a really good one, if you haven't seen, is (laughs) The Quick and the Dead which is a fantastic Western film that Sam Raimi directs about a a cool, uh, like, pistol shootout with Sharon Stone and Gene Hackman, but also a Russell Crowe and a very young Leonardo DiCaprio. Wild. It is wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was looking at Carlo Giugino's Film and I've seen her in a lot of movies, but I don't remember her in most of them. Like she was the computer in the uh, Justice League, uh, Superman's computer in a lot of movies, and in like the next nice. Justice League Superman is bad. Stuff. I want that to be known. I hate that movie. Oh yeah, but apparently he has just cast her in a bunch of films because she was also in Watchmen. She was in um, she was well, okay. She was the original Silk Specter mm-hmm well and she was also in sucker punch hot take i didn't hate sucker punch <sighs> i
1: i think it's vastly I, better I than those guess, dc
0: films he's been making i think theoretically i should re-watch it but also i just remember having real dumb horny hot takes from uh the other people i saw it with and it's like i don't want to deal with that But uh, what what is your Carlo Gugino, uh films, Devin? Well, obviously Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. The hottest of all of them. Spy Kids 1. Spy Kids 2. Spy Kids 3D. Do you when think going to come shows back up? for the re? I don't know.
1: I'm sorry. Elijah Wood is in Spy Kids 3D? Mm-hmm. I do not recall this.
0: He shows up as the person who's supposed to be the one to quickly save the day, but then gets killed in like two seconds.
1: Beautiful. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to ask you if you think that Carlos Xugino <clears> is <throat> going to be in the reboot, but I confused Spy Kids with Shark Boy and Lava Girl for a second.
0: Well, no, Spy Kids is yep. also getting a reboot. Oh, well, that's fair. Is and it? to be fair, the Shark Boy and Lava Girl one both were directed by Robert Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And also, she's not super in it a ton, but she is the mom in San Andreas, which I thought was fun. I, I, did we see that one together? No. No, I, I, I saw another disaster movie. This is when the rock has to stop when the San Andreas faults are having the big earthquakes and he has to save his daughter, played by... What's her name? Alexandra Daddario. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Gigi yeah. No, no. ex-wife. I did see this one. Yeah, I did see that because I was like, Paul Giamatti's character should get together with his research partner. Because they had a lot of gay energy to them in a good way. And then the rock totally just rips that door off. And you know he's going to. But it's still mm-hmm. exciting when he does. Yeah, that is a movie that I've not really thought about since I saw it in a preview. And then, uh...
1: Oh. Uh, the only thing I have to add is the Gary Marshall film, New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, Gary Marshall. Is that a highlight that we're trying to go for, or just a movie that you see?
1: I mean, I enjoyed the terrible Gary Marshall... Ensemble films.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and my goal of doing it this way is so it's not just listing off of all the movies and it, it does not sound... The
1: thing about the Gary Marshall ensemble films is how incredibly horny they all end up being. Because they're all pretty much about people just trying to fuck. Or find someone to fuck. Or find someone to fuck for the rest of their lives.
0: This is a family show, Abby. I agree. Yeah, I it is, <laughs> yeah, I, it Jeff is weird. Jeff doesn't want to hear that language. I it's... know. Sorry, Jeff. Abby uh, will be spoken is... to before next week's episode. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Ten demerits.
0: You have done swears to the man who plays Hollow Terrain. <laughs> Oh, oh um, but yeah, so I would argue that New Year's
1: Eve is a highlight because the Gary Marshall trilogy of films that is Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, and Mother's Day is a wonderful little terrible gem.
0: And they saw New Year's <sighs> Eve. Yep. Uh, I have not seen Joel Fabiani and anything else. That's notable as far as I can tell. He does a lot of TV parts. Yeah, I was going to say for movie-wise, yeah, this is the only film. Mm -hmm.
1: I am unfamiliar with this man from Watsonville, California.
0: I am also unfamiliar But, uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure who set up this Wikipedia order entry. Because he also is literally just in, like, two scenes and then he did. To be fair, there's not a whole lot of major characters other than your main three.
1: it's Mostly just those three people running around trying to shoot each other and not get shot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the dude who runs the film projection booth who keeps having film which is just like, yeah. Sarah, you had that eye camera that could have clearly seen the shooter. That should have been the first thing that you led with. <laughs> Not, oh well, yeah, this dude might have faked a punch. <laughs> well, is there anyone else who we really wanted to talk about? No. Mr. Guzman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, and John Can't Hurd good old John Hurd. Can't leave good old Louise on that. John Hurt was the dad in the Home Alone movies. Yep. And also a lot of other things. But yeah, no, we, we should talk about the Goose. Because, I mean, he is wonderful in... Uh... Fuck, I'm blanking on the name and I'm just going to... Boogie Nights, Boogie Nights. Everyone loves him in Boogie Nights. And he's great in Community. And Magnolia. He is great at all. Mm-hmm. the weird crossover line between uh, uh Paul Thomas Anderson and Adam Sandler yes I also loved the Goose in such great films such as Waiting have you seen that one Luke? I've seen clips of it because it was one of those movies that Comedy Central showed for a while that they did Lots of common central play. And also him in all of such beloved Adam Sandler films as Anger Management, The Do-Over, and the very strange and weird Sandy Wexler. I was like looking at things. It's just like, there's a lot of movies that I don't recall you being yeah, like I did not remember him being in Yes Man. I don't remember him being in School said, for Scoundrels. I never saw School for Scoundrels. That was good. Oh, he's also really great in The Last Stand mm-hmm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger, his first career comeback film post being the governor. Uh he was also apparently in the movie version of Lemony Snickets, a series of unfortunate events, which I did not remember. He's one of uh Jim King's Yeah. I loved series of unfortunate events when that movie came out. Yeah, but I, I think the Netflix show is much better. I actually just dis- I could not finish it. <laughs> oh. Because as I was watching it, it's just like oh, every episode is the fucking same. I mean, that's that's the way the book series works. One hundred percent. But I was also like ten when I read the books. <laughs> Where now, me adult watching the show, it's just like oh, it's just it's just the same it is not sure. a binge I mean, I, that for me was my problem because that was when like it really started hitting it's just like it's just uh, it's, it's the same i mean i had no problem binging it because i do like a formula a tv show every now and then i don't
1: but you could be watching csi new york
0: oh my god i hate those shows so <laughs> CSI, Law and Order, all of them. It's like, no. My dad watches them. And every time I see what's-his-name, you it play can... from Wet Hot American Summer. It's like, no, Sarah, please. you so much better. Yes, Abby, go on. Tell me about how you love it.
1: I Well, I was just going to say, like, I'm pretty sure... As a white lady, I am like contractually obligated to watch every CSI or every yes, every CSI, but like also like every formulaic bullshit CBS police procedural.
0: 100%. I don't think you're allowed to watch it until you hit like about 50, but that's when you start to get into NCIS if you don't already. Because <laughs> uh, I have we'll learned that
1: CIS in the past year
0: well, unfortunately, then, it sounds like you are now 50 years old, because that's the one that I've noticed that, yeah, it's usually the older white ladies who watching.
1: Because people are horny for Mark Harmon.
0: 100%, because, like, my 102-year-old grandma, she doesn't watch CSI, but she does watch NCIS.
1: <laughs> it's okay, Devin. I've been 50 for about the past 15 years.
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. And then it has what's his name in one of the spinoffs, and I always think they're the same man, but I get confused. Lots yes, I know exactly who you're talking
1: about. I can't think of his name. You're thinking yeah. of NCIS New Orleans, though. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: He was one of the starship captains in one of the Star Treks. Yes. What is his name? <laughs> Gonna bother i
1: want to say scott bale, bale oh but scott I... bacula yeah
0: oh yeah scott dracula yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh, remember kingdom of loathing and how you fight vaculus yes yes all right well do we have any yeah, daryl mitchell's in i didn't know daryl mitchell's in ncis new orleans You may remember him from such hit films as Galaxy Quest, which, honestly, I think is the only thing I know him from, but I do love that movie. Well, uh, do we have any other uh, big thoughts about this movie before we wrap this up? No. Brian De Palma helped direct such hit films as Phantom of the Paradise, which led to the creation of Daft Punk, who has just recently broke up. R.I.P. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. But to be fair, should we have been surprised? No, they had not put out a fucking album in eight goddamn years. Has mm-hmm. it really
1: been that long?
0: Shit, yeah, was, does that mean twi- Get
1: Lucky came out eight years ago? Yeah, Get yeah.
0: Lucky was new in the episode of New Girl that they played it in. Yeah. Oh cause... no. Uh-huh.
1: Time is meaningless. But then it
0: also stayed on the radio for like two years after that. No, 100%. that it's a bomb. It is a bop. And, like, everyone loves it. Like, my mom does not listen to Daft Punk. She fucking loves getting lucky. It is her great <laughs> tone. I mean, hot take, but a lot of their songs are just too long, and they are not the type of music that I want to listen to. That's fair. How many times do you need to say, Around the world, we get it?
1: Technologic is also an extreme bop.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's the song where It's like, One more time. I believe that's a song one more time. And then Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger is a great song, which then led to the great collaboration before he became super crazy and then Enemy of the People with Kanye West.
1: Oh my god, so there's an episode of New Girl that centers on the fact that Schmidt wants to become best friends with Kanye West because Kanye West is cool and like a good guy, and just, I was not expecting a joke about Kanye West to have aged so poorly in the nine years since that episode of New Girl mm-hmm. aired.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also a Cosby joke in there, but... oh, I mean, that's great. When it's uh, one of my favorite sub though, but it's when Homer learns to become a better father with the uh... assistance of making... Cosby. Uh, not with the assistance of cosby but it's when he's trying when bart's building the soapbox derby racer but he gets taken to a institute to learn how to become a better father and he is given a book on fatherhood by bill cosby That mm-hmm. homer does mention about how yeah, he's like this beloved individual just like, whew.
1: Yeah, want people, well.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's not as bad as a michael jackson episode that they've just stopped putting on dvds and in collections Yeah, it's up there. I don't think they should have removed that one. I think that was dumb. I they at least have logic for doing it, but also he's dead at this point, so it's not really like he's an active predatory threat who can use that. Also, everyone knew that for like the longest time. Yeah, yeah. Also, so it's a great. That's I mean, also like if. You... Oh no! Which is it the, is which like is the worst Lisa. Parts. It's your birthday. Yeah. Like, it's one of the great Bart and Lisa relationships. Yep.
1: Time will come for all of us eventually. How did
0: you feel about episode 700 of The Simpsons, Devin? It was fine.
1: (laughs) Join us next week for Wild at Heart, which is not streaming anywhere.
0: Yeah. That's why Devin got me a DVD player and a DVD copy. Truth. Yep. It is a great film. It's the reason why no one should just trust purely digital because it does not happen for all. <laughs> also it is wild a, li- a film. Also it is wild that One Piece episode seven hundred came out in twenty fifteen.
1: Fucking nerd.
0: Uh huh agreed but man, anyway. it's gonna be so many hours that we're gonna be spending on next week's episode because how can you only talk about just a couple highlights of willem defoe's career luke we come with a list yeah we gotta talk about we- like this entire filmography everything's great spider-man Got spider-man then you got all those times when Everyone complains about how they cast actors for roles that are too old, such as Gary Oldman in that new movie, *Mank*, which I saw and was only okay. But no one bats an eye when Willem Dafoe is cast as Vincent Van Gogh, who died at the age of 38, despite the fact that Willem Dafoe was like 64. (laughs)
1: Christ. I
0: mean, Dafoe transforms, though. He does, No, and he was great in it.
1: But that is next week.
0: Mm hmm. And Laura Dern. So everyone loves Laura Dern. Mm hmm. Abby loves Laura Dern. Right, Abby?
1: Mm
0: hmm. Does Abby know who Laura Dern is? Or I is... mean,
1: I know what Laura Dern's face looks like, and I know I've seen her in some things. I cannot recall anything off the top of my head, but we will talk about that more next week.
0: hmm. But, Devin, if you want people to send you what films with Laura Dern they think Abby has seen on Twitter, where could they find you? Uh, you can give me your hypotheses on Laura Dern films that Abby may or may not have seen at Fredo that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T And Abby, if people want to send you recommendations for Laura Dern films that they don't think you have seen and think you need to get on, where should they send those?
1: I accidentally just typed Laura Dern. You can find me at Twitter at admonominus. That's A-B-B-N-O-M-Y-O-U-S. Luke, where can you be found?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Coltrick, K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair, dot com. I was also recently on a episode of the Shonen Flop podcast where I got to talk about Maury King, which brought <laughs> me a lot of delight in this broken, broken world.
1: You should send Luke all of your conspiracy theories about why... The past two seasons of The Simpsons haven't been that great.
0: Just the past two? I mean Fucking fighting me, want... Luke. Have you watched them? No, that's right. No. You haven't. I don't believe you have. Just shut up about things you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand me, Dad. Well there's the what's it called Oh, there was some piece of crap dude who was complaining, he was talking about Futurama and being like, look how great new Futurama was compared to new Simpsons. No, that like first... You, but it's like you can't even compare the two. It's just like, based off number of episode count, do you know what episode of the Simpsons was, was the same episode number as the last episode of Futurama altogether? Fucking Pin Pals episode. That episode is great. Yeah, the show would continue you know, to be great for many years after that. I think Malcolm and malcolm in the middle had more stability one piece has more stability uh the oh. wild thing that got to me is on one of the discords i was on like a kid who is 20 has talked about watching all the family guy as like a option they have chosen in starting in like season six it's like why, why so, would you do one... that with your life agreed because actually i was season one is actually not the worst no, they skip quick... the, yeah, yeah. the first eight seasons. Yeah, that's stupid. Because I actually, I actually think the first season is actually pretty good. But it goes mm-hmm. quickly downhill. Oh, yeah. Like, especially after the reboot point where I yeah. think a lot of the original writers left and never returned. Mm-hmm. But American Dad generally fucks because they just are always on the precipice of being ended as a show and just stopped caring for the most part because it's a money mill. Yeah. See, not until one either. Hashtag fucks F McFarlane. Fair enough.
1: I mean that's that's a good opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean at least that Because I find ro- I find I find Roger insufferable. Fair. Uh anyways, It makes me sad every time uh, Patrick Stewart appears on it. I mean get him that money. He's got that but, Picard uh, money. Now he has that Picard money. For that he had his yeah. X-Men money. I guess. But he seems like a man who has very fancy taste. Probably. Well, oh, those yes, lobster, co- those lobster costumes that he bought aren't going to pay for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, But yeah, we will actually be back next week for Devin's birthday pick of Wild at Heart. Yeah. And then two or three weeks after that, we'll do our wrap up of our covid season of the show with face off two weeks i get to go to a movie theater that'll be exciting i'm glad i rented well, it out for my see? i rented it out for my birthday i will be watching beverly hills cop it was the tough call do I get that or Indiana Jones or The Last Crusade it's a tough call but was in, a, the, it, in the end I decided I wanted fun <laughs> and silly so it's just like Beverly Hills I want some Eddie Murphy and yeah. fucking Judge well, Ryan I, I remember how last year we dodged a bullet when Abby almost rented out a theater for me to see New Mutants <laughs> Which I but, still have no desire to see. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen that trailer for The Suicide Squad? No. Looks good. Anyways, it was, it was see was you next done, week. So it's probably going to be good. See you next episode. Peace. And then have
1: a wonderful rest of your Saturday.
0: Thank you as well. Catch you on the flip mode.